This is Ordinary People with Extraordinary Lives, a series dedicated to the testimonies of believers and followers of Jesus Christ. I am your host, Arlenis Bakalu. Welcome, ladies, to Ordinary People with Extraordinary Lives, Women Who Fear the Lord. I am your host, Arlenis. Today, we're doing a Q&A with uh, Erica Seibert. Well, actually, now she's Erica Ilif. Right, Erica? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, she, you share... Erica's here with me right now, and she shared her testimony in season one with us, and then she came back last year for our New Year's Eve special episode, right? So welcome, yeah. Erica. Thank you. It's great to be back, and I'm excited to have this conversation. Yeah, me too. I think I'm going to be learning a lot today, <laughs> you know, especially on this topic that we were going to be dealing with. And today's Q&A is about women's role within the church uh, to present women with biblical principles on how women can properly use their gifts and our God-given roles and encourage our sisters in the Lord to do the same. Right, Erica? Yes, that's right. <laughs> All right. And there's some big words here that, like I said, <laughs> I myself will be learning a lot uh, today. And we're going to start off with uh, our first question for today. What is complementarianism and hyper-complementarianism? Well, we can start with complementarianism, and it's the view that Scripture teaches two complementary sexes for our good and His glory, and that both are created in His image. So it says that both men and women are equal in essence, dignity, and value, yet they hold distinct roles in the church, which are complementarian by divine design. Men and women complement each other to be created as um, different and yet one cohesive um, unit in the church body. The idea is that men and women complement each other and make a more beautiful whole. So it sees masculinity and femininity uh, as created by God in meaningful and distinct ways with different gender roles. And when that's embraced, it can lead to the best possible spiritual well-being for believers. And then hyper-complementarianism takes this a step too far, and it places women in subordinate positions, even situations where they're sinned against or coerced to sin. It's a dangerous position of having men um, be in authority with no accountability um, and having authority over a woman where they hold no jurisdiction. For example, when you have single men seeking to exercise authority over a single woman in the church or... Um, even married men um, that don't have the office of pastor or elder. You know, the Bible talks about how uh, as wives we're to be submissive to our own husbands. Mm -hmm. And sadly, this even happens with pastors or priests when they abuse their roles and cause women to stumble or sin out of fear of their position of authority. And practically, this restricts women from using their gifting properly, and it gives men too much power over them, which tends to lead them to abuse their role um, can lead, to, like I said, to sexual abuse, intimidation, harassment, and even just emotional bullying mm -hmm. in the church. And any kind of uh, place where you see men abusing their authority or using their authority in an unbiblical way. So how is it different from egalitarianism? That's a good question. So egalitarianism is um, known for promoting the fact that men and women are created equally, which we would agree with, but it also says that women can basically do whatever men can. Mm -hmm. So just as men can preach and hold the office of elders, women should too. It says that they should be equal in every way. 
It doesn't recognize a distinct nature by which God created men and women in his image. And how do this affect the church today? Well, we can see that this affects the church in either direction when you go towards egalitarianism or hyper-complementarianism. Because we know that when we go against scripture, we can expect to find disorder and withholding of God's blessings. If women are abused in the church, it will hit, hurt the power and the witness of Christ's holy bride. Hmm. Well, and this doesn't mean that the women don't have a role to play in the church, right? Mm -hmm. So what does the Bible say, um, you know, about what are the good ways women can be involved in the church or other ministries? Yeah, that's a great question. So women can use their gifting just as men can. Uh, the biblical passages on spiritual gifting, like 1 Corinthians 12, apply to women just as much as they do to men. Women will have a wide array of gifting given by the Lord for the edification of the church. But the difference, and there is a difference, is that women are given a command not to serve in the preaching um, from the pulpit or spiritual oversight of the church, like in the office of elders. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and I think you mentioned some of the ways, right, that they're not supposed to, yeah. to get involved in the church. So what are some other ways that women should not be involved in the church? Well, women should definitely not be pastors or elders in a church. This office holds a huge responsibility and it takes much discernment. And the shielding of women from these tasks are, are and should be seen as a gracious act of um, God's protection over us. In the structure of the family also, God has ordained that men be the head of the household and women are to be under their headship. And then Christ is supposed to be the head Mm -hmm. of the man. And Paul speaks to that in 1 Corinthians 11:3 and then 1 Timothy 2:12. So the church is kind of like a family structure. It's often called the family of God. Mm -hmm. So it mimics and mirrors that too. Yeah. And uh, now what about from the pastor side, right? What are some of the ways that pastors and leaders can encourage uh, men and women to use their roles probably to build to build up the church body? Yeah, I think pastors can be really influential and impact um, the church and how we can be an encouragement to one another. I, mm -hmm. Pastors can train women and have women teach each other. This can be done in um, women's ministries as well as just having the woman um, welcome to learn under them and under the church. The principles of Titus 2 model that older women teach younger women So that's another thing, especially in discipleship, um, you know, small groups and, and Bible studies with women. And then in Acts, we see that Priscilla, along with Aquila, uh, had the responsibility to individually teach and exhort. And so we can um, also um, exhort and teach and evangelize young believers in the faith mm -hmm. um, that one-on-one -on -one basis. And women should be taught that they don't have to be afraid of that yeah and now what about ways that the church members can encourage brothers and sisters in practicing biblical spiritual gifts yeah some ways that we can encourage each other is first of all just letting others know where you see the lord is working in in them in ministry and the gifting um tell them that that you see that it's a strength in them and encouraging mm -hmm. them to continue in their faithfulness Also, I think by not being offended when women step out of their comfort zones and use their gifting in biblical and permissive ways. I knew a Christian uh, professor at a Christian university 
who told me that sometimes she has guys drop out of her class when they learn that she's a woman. And she mm-hmm. has a name where you can't tell if, it, if she's a woman or a man, you know, that this kind of gender neutral type of names. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so people enroll in her class and think they're getting a guy professor and they learn she's a woman and oh. they drop the class, which is really sad. Yeah. And what has been your experience in the church in pursuing being a film Christian author, both positive and negative? For the most part, I've had a good experience. Um, I come from a complementarian church that seeks to apply biblical principles. And my pastors got on board and endorsed a book that I wrote, a memoir book. And, mm-hmm. and that was neat to have their support. However, I did have some people in the church when I was um, sharing my desire to become a biblical writer. They would say things like, well, there's plenty of male authors. Why do we need a woman writing about the Bible if mm. men so know so much more? Mm-hmm. And... The fact is that women can speak into the issues that women face much better than men can. Mm-hmm. We can relate to each other. And that's why we need women to be strong in biblical teaching and counseling to other women in the church. We don't have enough biblically sound female theologians to teach other women. So instead, we should be encouraging that. Yeah. And I think we've seen many... Uh, women author like Christian yes like really and that's good. encouraging yeah we like have Nancy Demas, like <laughs> I'm a big fan because I've read some of her books so yeah Gloria Furman I love her books yeah. as well just how gospel centered she brings everything back to the gospel yeah do you have any other female Elizabeth Elliot yeah um, she's <laughs> you know of course a hero Martha Peace Martha Peace yeah yeah so, she's another good one yeah, and Mar- I really Martha liked Peace. um Elise Pispatrick's written a couple of books Mm-hmm. That were an encouragement to me um, going through trials. She has a steadfast heart, which is an excellent book. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there's there's there more. Are more. I mean, we can but, think of some others that we can recommend and right. Yeah. And just share with people. Yeah. But now what will you say to women who feel discouraged and pursuing a gift or calling that is biblical, but that others may feel nervous about? I would tell her not to let discouragement keep her from fulfilling God's calling we're actually commanded in Scripture to be good stewards of our spiritual gifting. That's from 1 Peter 4, 10 through 11. And it's encouraging to see women do that, like this podcast that you and Andrea run and others, other women that are out there um, doing podcasts, like we talked about uh, authors that we know that mm-hmm. are writing solid biblical content. And the church um, body can seriously be crippled when one body uh, part doesn't function properly. Um, the church needs um, needs a woman to also work alongside of men. On the other hand, when ch- the church can be really edified when men and women come together and use their gifting. Mm-hmm. The early church was established by both men and women serving together for the sake of the gospel. We see this like in Romans, the last chapter, Paul um, lists men and women and can, can, commends them for their work in the Lord in the early church. And we see Lydia, who is the woman who helped start the very first Christian church in Philippi. Mm -hmm. And she did this by just her willingness to sit under the teaching of the word. And this was at a time when women weren't valued very much or expected to learn Mm -hmm. and be taught. But she was um, willing and embraced the Lord and also extended her gifting of hospitality yeah to establish that church yeah and i think just nowadays like you mentioned like podcasts like i I mean to me specifically it's been a way that the lord has ministered 
through this women teaching God's word. Mm-hmm. Um, I have my favorites. Like I have like the Thankful Homemaker, Marcy Farrell. I, I love listening to her podcast. And it's like you don't get yes. to have those women daily with you, you know, pointing you probably to scripture. But at least you get it by listening to to them teaching women the yes, word of God, right? That is so true. And I know it's an encouragement to me. And in this uh, society where we're so busy, we're always constantly go, go, go. Mm-hmm. I know in the car, I love to listen to podcasts. I like to listen to this podcast and hear testimonies and be encouraged by the Lord's work. And there's risen motherhood and, mm-hmm. and others that are just great for um, women who are busy, you know, moms or mm-hmm. in the workforce, yeah. just to be encouraged on a daily basis like that yeah taking care of the little ones at home and yeah meanwhile you know they can still be in uh they can be learning from god's word through other women ministering to them and even before we started recording we were talking about the elizabeth elliott podcast that yeah you know (laughs) just listening to her teachings and it's just really encouraging it's really encouraging and and it's just um like you said you know like this is a way also to be encouraged but also to be learning about the word of god yes and to be edified Mm-hmm. So now how can women in pursuing ministry not swing to the side of the spectrum in unbiblical egalitarianism? Yeah, I think that it's simple yet hard because of, I think sometimes women can harbor resentment when they mm-hmm. do struggle with um, getting discouragement from others or from men or people who don't understand the biblical roles properly. But I would say just be obedient and to the warning not to serve in the role that God has uh, forbidden us not to enter, specifically the job of a pastor or elder. We can't make the same mistake that Eve did in taking from the forbidden fruit, but trust that God has kept that from us, which isn't good for our own good. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't diminish our value before the Lord because God knows what's best. We as women can rejoice in the beauty of making um, a difference in our distinct roles um and still revel in the fact that we're equally cherished in the eyes of god through christ and our faith yeah Mm -hmm. any uh final thoughts or any final encouragement for our ladies out there i would just say to press on for the faith and to um to really be asking yourself and asking the lord where where you think you might serve and if there's a place where you're keeping yourself from that because of fear or whatever else comes mm-hmm. up and for women who are on the other side um who are maybe bitter or angry that things don't seem fair just mm-hmm. to be encouraged that the lord loves us as women and that we are cherished and and to go back to how much god loves us that he'd send christ for us and that mm-hmm. um we're equally in Christ and then heaven, there will be no men or women, mm-hmm. but this side of glory that we have a, a, a witness to share to the world. And one way we do that is by following mm-hmm. his design. Yeah. And just go alongside other older women in the church, ask them how, yeah. what are some of the ways that you can be getting involved in the church and serve the church? Because it doesn't mean you don't do anything at the church. We are called to be serving the body of Christ. Yes. And that's another thing I think that's really important is discipleship Mm -hmm. to be discipled and disciple other women to not shy away from that, to Mm -hmm. kind of open up our, our hearts and our homes to Mm -hmm. other women. Yeah. 
Well, thank you, Erica, for uh, joining us, and thank you for uh, sharing this. I think it's an encouragement to all the ladies, and specifically to those probably who don't know what the role their role should be in the church within the church. Um, and if anyone has any questions, they can definitely just reach out to us via email and let us know, you know, how we can help them. If not, we appoint them to somebody else, right? Yeah. Yeah. So thank you, ladies, for joining us today. And I will see you next time.